everybody, Cable Smith, welcoming each and every one of you into episode 156 of Justified Pursuit. Happy 2024 to you. Riding shotgun as always, the good counselor, Chisholm Cook. It's been a minute, man. We didn't uh, have a show last week. So how did you guys ring in the new year at the uh, Cook household? I was in bed by like seven. So, yeah. I was hunting for the weekend. So I was quite tired Sunday night. So I went to bed really early. Hmm. About 11 o'clock, I was woken up by fireworks going off all over the neighborhood. Good, good, good. Somebody Went back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, super lazy New Year's Day. Even after going to bed at 7, I took a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think your testosterone pellets are working very well. No, they're definitely working. Uh, yeah, they're, they're definitely working. <laughs> so Ashley can verify they're working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. uh at least in some ways, but yeah, my uh, energy is low. It's cedar season. Mm-hmm. Sure, that's not helping. It's always cedar season where you live because the cedars are always evergreen. Yeah, but they only do their grotesque, cedar. explosive, you know, bursting of rust-colored pollen from like late November. It's like really going down right now. You know, where a little wind will tickle a cedar tree and then. An eruption comes out. So, uh, Henry and his buddy and myself made a uh, a duck blind at the deer lease, and uh, looks like my wife is oblivious. She's like on her phone, looking down and thinking she's going to walk in here while we're recording. I'm recording. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, we made this duck blind out of cedars, and I was, you know, all up in there sawing these things off. And this was late November. It was right after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, I thought I was going to die for like two days after that. I knew when I was doing it, this is a terrible idea. But yeah, did it make your skin burn getting the pollen all over no, you? Like, it didn't make my skin no. burn. No. Unless you're going to yeah. show me some up tops, I'm busy. <clears throat> <laughs> no, nope. She's not going to flash me. Might get a middle finger though. Uh, so I spent the uh, New Year's with um, number one listener Mickey and his family. And we made it till midnight. And the kids were very tired the next day. Yeah. Didn't really affect I, I, me. I'm not as old as you. I can't care less about yeah. um, staying up till midnight. Like, I think, you know, when I went to bed, it was already January 1st somewhere in the world. So, sure. It's good enough. <laughs> sure. Play cards, and uh, Mickey has this weird tradition where it's, I think it's from his Polish roots, where you have to eat this pickled, congealed herring, and it is absolutely disgusting. Last year, it was in a jar full of this white, congealed sauce. One of the worst things I've ever eaten. That, and then this year, he didn't, couldn't find that, so he, uh, he got it in a can, like canned sardines, but it was 
Yeah, I ate one one bite. That was good. Just to, it was? You know, no, no, it was terrible. I mean, I was good yeah. with one bite. Terrible. Uh, and he claims that it's good. That called I think he just claims fish? it's do what? Is that called gefilte fish? I don't pulse gefilte fish is what I would call it. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> Probably. It's just nasty. Uh Henry tried it. He was like, oh, it's not that bad, but Henry really did anything. Um we made it till midnight and we rung in the new year with Dick Clark's Rocking New Year with Ryan Seacrest on in the background. And you know what the first thing they did? When the when the clock hit uh well it's eleven o'clock central time. This is in New York. They panned to an interracial gay couple making out French kissing. First thing they did, and they left it there for a good like five or ten seconds, long enough for my children, Frankie, nine year old daughter sitting next to me, goes, Ooh, dad. And I'm like, I know, it's gross. <laughs> we can talk about it tomorrow. She was like, Why? She had lots of questions about it. And I was like, We're playing cards. We're not going to dwell on this. We're moving on. We'll talk about it in detail at another time. Yeah, that's so funny that's, because one of the points I was going to make about not giving a damn about staying up till midnight is like, I give a crap about watching a ball drop in a city that <clears throat> kind of is the epicenter of, of American pagan hell. Mm-hmm. Proved my point. Bingo. Thanks. Glad yeah. I went to bed. <laughs> this is so on, on brand for that, for them. What is the, so here is a, a black person, which is 14% of the population and a white dude which I think are still, what, 50%. And then, so so you don't really have the, uh, you, you're not really mirroring society there. And then you go to a gay couple, which is what, 1%, 2% of the population? But that's the first thing you're going to throw in our faces. And, uh, and 22 million people tuned into this crap, by the way. They did a like a special up till 8 o'clock, and then they did another one. And between the two, 22 million Americans watched this filth. We didn't really dwelling on it. It was just kind of on in the background, you know. We have, we had music going and whatever else. It was just on the TV. But then we're also using it. So, hey, the ball's dropping, you know. Okay, let's have a toast. Whatever. The subliminal message is simply don't breed. Stop God, breeding. So egregious. And There's they, they left it there for so long. It was like, and it it looked like they went out and found these dudes and were like, hey, y'all want to be the, you know, be our or the face of the ball dropping, and can you please make out for an extended period of time? Don't bring her in here. I do not like her. Get get her out of here. Do not bring her in here. I'm not her friend. The dog ate a gingerbread cake off of the house, off the counter yesterday. There there was three. I went into the living room, and then there was two. And the dog's got her tail between her legs, and I'm like, get the dog. I am recording. Y'all go away. Get the dog out of here. Good. Put her in her kennel. I do not want her in here. I'm not friends with her. Okay. Um, yeah, so she, <laughs> laughing. she said, I was going to get you a wake-up rap from Duncan, and now I'm not getting one. Now I'm getting two middle fingers. I don't care. The dog sucks. Um, yeah, full gingerbread house. There was, there was a plate of three of them, which we made on New Year's at the Matusix, kind of one of our traditions. The kids all make gingerbread houses, decorate them with candy. It's a big ordeal. And then... They just come and sit on the counter, and the kids periodically walk by and eat a piece of candy off of them. And then the dog just periodically walked by and just ate a whole one in front of the kids. Like, they were so involved with their devices, Chisholm. Sitting on the – two of them were laying on the couch, the girls, and Henry's playing a video game. And the dog is 10 feet from eating a gingerbread house. No one even noticed. But I knew she did something bad. 
and then I couldn't figure out what it was because I didn't pay attention to the gingerbread houses. And then Henry walks by an hour later and he's like, where's my gingerbread house? I'm like, I know where it went. <laughs> that dog's acting real skittish right now. <laughs> where does the dog sleep? Is the kennel in y'all's room? No, she doesn't. She sleeps on a bed in our room. Yeah. I can't I imagine the gas, canine gas from a whole gingerbread house has got to be eye-watering. I couldn't believe she didn't crap all over everything yesterday. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, no, she's, a, I, I summed it up as she's the sweetest, most idiotic, stubborn dog I've ever had. I've beat her so many times for this type of behavior, and it just doesn't matter. They can't all be bells. It's stupid. Uh, yeah, that's true. Speaking so of happy, uh, uh, happy gay new year to you. Yeah. From ABC. Speaking of inappropriate holiday content, uh, content, um, you know, we were doing movie Christmas movie talk, which we should read, uh, group on very briefly in our last episode, pre-Christmas, um, watched vacation with the girls and there must be like a number of different edits of that movie. This was uh-huh. the full cut, no edits whatsoever. I forgot how racy the pool fantasy scene is with like full blown side boob. Yeah. Sitting there with my 13 year old, nine year old, seven year old. I don't think Riley was watching with us and Ash. And this chick's got, like I said, I mean, basically just her nipple covered and it's, mm-hmm. they're all like, it, it keeps, you know, it starts off. I'm like, eh, it's not a big deal. Right. And, but it's, it's pretty drawn out as she like slowly peels it all the way down. You know, by the time I finally hit fast forward a little bit, it was, too, too late, late. Side, side boob had already been revealed i was like oh jeez mm-hmm. that was edgy merry christmas yeah. y'all yeah there's definitely an f word too when he loses his mind at the end when he gets his jelly of the month club membership <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep, holy crap where's the Tylenol? Than, it's better than it's a wonderful life sorry but it is but you, I, I could watch. Reported, I could watch Christmas being, Vacation over and over again. I could watch It's a Wonderful Life maybe once a year, maybe. I said sure. it was great. It's top three, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. Not Let's Christmas make vacation. sure to clarify. Yeah, if y'all recall, Cable shared that that's his dad's favorite. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a Wonderful Life, the old nineteen forty seven classic, which I finally watched and convinced him as a as a dad he should rewatch. I got a text the next day saying, uh, squarely in the top five. I think you said number two behind vacation right that it bumped elf off the list yeah yeah that you said the next day no it was number two yeah and it is yeah Yeah. and then i would still go christmas story home alone elf you said before i before i uh, christmas story before i get to that you didn't like it no you said that you don't like a christmas story you'll shoot your eye out let's let's take the time one thing at a time you said aaron was out within five minutes because it was black and white like did she just leave and you watched it by yourself no no she just was like i think she was reading a book on her phone and then closed her eyes and went to sleep she was bored you know there's a color version i know and my dad and sister said they tried to watch that one and they had to go back to the black and white it just wasn't the same well i appreciate having not grown up watching the black and white one that there's a color version Mm -hmm. uh although black and white is kind of cool um it's very like if you appreciate photography at all, which I'm married to a photographer, so I do. The way they use lighting and stuff like that. Um, anyway, so you gave it two thumbs up. 
Yeah. Slides in second behind Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was not impressed with A Christmas Story. Um, I will tell you, I will never watch that movie again. That's no doubt about it. I can check it off. I saw it. Done. It was cute. I guess. I guess. I feel like I don't even know you. It wasn't any good, dude. I think that I think that for you, it's a nostalgia effect. So, like when the new I didn't watch that as a kid. I started watching that as an adult. You didn't see it at all as a little kid. Maybe, maybe once, but it wasn't like a big thing. It wasn't like Home Alone definitely had a more profound impact on me. As yeah, a kid. I mean that came out when we were kids, right? So yeah, I mean, Christmas Story came out in the eighties, but it's set in the forties. But I paid no. no attention. It came out in like the early seventies, but yeah, it's set mm, no like way back. No, it came out yes. in the eighties. I'll tell you when it came out. The kid that's in it was also he's somewhat famous actor. He's still doing. He was in that movie, The Breakup, with uh, Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston. Seventies. Uh, nope, you're not right. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna say eighty four, but I'm gonna look right now. Nineteen eighty three, November eighteenth, nineteen eighty three. So eighties. Anyway, I was two. Didn't really pay any attention to a Christmas story until I was an adult, and I love it. It's awesome. Wonderful Christmas movie. Okay. Agree to disagree. <laughs> uh, what are your, uh, if you have any, New Year's resolutions? Um, I mean, nothing like, well, I got to finish my book. Uh-huh. I guess that's like a re- resolution kind of have to. Um, and I don't plan to drink any alcohol this year at all. Hmm. Zero. That's my plan. None. And what? And what is the, what is the reasoning behind that? Because you don't even drink that much anyway. It's true, but what good does it do me? I don't know. I don't feel like it's a bad thing to be like, "Hey, I'm going to have a beer with my buddy." I don't either. But what good does it do me? Man, the the truth, the reality is, like, I, I have gotten to the point, man, where if I have two or three, which to your point, I normally two, sometimes three is, whatever it is, like, I mean, we go turkey hunting in the spring, and we're like, after the day's hunt, you'll have one or two, and I'll have four, right? And those are normally, you know, crafty stout beers, but Hmm. if I have three of anything whether it's a whiskey drink or tequila is the only thing that doesn't do it. I get these migraine headaches in the middle of the night that I'm telling you are just not worth it. Like just not worth it, dude. Like if you've never had a real migraine and you don't know what my friend, Chad was hunting with me this past weekend said years and years ago, it was the best description I'd ever heard that when you have a migraine, a real migraine headache, it's impossible to think about anything other than the headache. Mm-hmm. Like it consumes you. All that matters is that your brain feels like it's in a vice. We have a family um, history. I mean, my dad certainly got him as a younger adult and then has yeah. still gotten him a few times. My sister, though, has terrible migraines to where she has to carry an epinephrine shot around to, to deal with it if she gets a bad one. And I'm lucky that the kind I get, I guess, Excedrin knocks him out. Um, but even the 30 minutes I have to deal with it, 
like I said, I, I don't know. Part of it is just I want to I want to go a whole year. Like I've gone many months at a time without alcohol. Um, I want to get my energy back. I want to get about six pounds shaved back off. Like mm-hmm. <clears throat> ever since the Grand Canyon, it's been uh. I've been a little bit more loose with just everything. So yeah. Getting back to basic. Right. So that's one discipline. The book and then no drinking. Yeah. Okay. What about you? I'm gonna read fifteen books this year, which is just over one a month. I don't I mean I would say I average like four or five. It has to be something I'm really interested in or or something that we're gonna do for the show. So, I mean, Mickey read 52 or more. Like, he read average one a week. And I was, I mean, I'm not going that far, but I would like to read more. And I also think if I've been, if I have been drinking, I'm less likely to read because who, I'd rather turn on the TV, like mindless thing, like don't want to be bothered that's, by thinking, right? So, right. All it does is numb you, which sometimes that's good, mm-hmm. right? To your point, like when I'm in total control of it and I have a beer every few weeks then that's cool. And I would say I'm generally in control of it right now, but to your point, there's just, if it's a very rare thing and you have a drink to celebrate with some people and helps you relax a little bit. Great. If it's something that's happening on a regular basis, you can bet your ass you're neglecting something because of the booze, whether it's self-improvement, whether it's, you know, playing with the kids whether it's whatever some personal project i think all all of my resolutions revolve around drinking in one way or another oh i want to lose uh i weigh 209 i want to get to consistently 195 so 15 ish pounds and then also when i have more than a drink or probably one drink i'll even if i was already asleep i'll wake up in the middle of the night and i'll do this sober too though uh, and I'll just go to the refrigerator and eat. Like I'm looking for something salty. I've been asleep for two hours. I wake up and I'm like, some cashews sound good right now. Or God for if there's if there's uh, baked, like uh, kettle cooked potato chips in there. Yeah, I'm prone to just go in there and have a little snack in the middle of the yeah, night. Yeah, that's got to be bad for sure, <laughs> right? <laughs> Crushing a bag of potato so, chips, but but again, night. like I said, that that one. Maybe it's intensified by alcohol, but it's not. Uh, I'll do it stone cold sober. Like last night, I didn't drink at all, and I went in there and had some chorizo. So my dad got me this huge uh, thing of cured meats. He was like, "Here, you for Christmas." I unwrapped it. I was like, "God, dang, this is so much salami and chorizo and prosciutto and all this other stuff." He's like, "But you could, you and Henry could take that to the Dooley's next week." I was like, "Awesome!" And you know, last night I was eating it at midnight. So nice. Mm. So that's uh, no no eating after I go to bed. Period. No getting out of bed, even if I'm awake, to go eat something. New Year's resolution. And then, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much that's what I have on my list. But I'll have a beer for you when we're deer hunting next week. <clears throat> I'm sure you will. Do you know who? Uh, Janet Ossabeard Ossabard is was doesn't ring a bell. Well, she was the filmmaker behind the fall of the Cabal documentary series, and also did Pizzagate, 
and she was reported missing about two weeks ago. No way. Yeah, and she apparently killed herself. Uh, they found her body. Killed herself. Shot herself in the head three times. Right. No, no, don't yet. Yeah. Uh, so she exposed the fall of the cabal was about a pedophile exposing the elite pedophile ring, and now she's dead. So just throwing that out there. Just wondering if you had heard about that or knew who she was. Surely you're setting up a segue to the news of the of of 2024 so far, which is the Epstein contact list that was supposed to be released on yes, January so- 2nd that is now delayed for three more weeks, right? I've, but I've already seen, and I don't know if there's any validity to these, but all over social media, there's like <clears> these <throat> leaked lists. I don't know where they came from or like, but they're like, there's tons stars. of validity to all of it. Yes. There's not, there won't be anything. There won't be anything that comes out if it ever does come out that is like truly shocking and revelatory. We already know Bill Clinton has been on, you know, times. has flown to Epstein's Island like 28 times. We know that. The lady who actually is involved in the, the lawsuit, uh, I guess the plaintiff in this lawsuit. Actually, I'm not sure what the suit is. She had sued Prince Andrew, uh, the king's brother, uh, who had had sex with her when she was 17, hanging out with Epstein, mm-hmm. right, and got a settlement out of him for it. Um, you know, Bill Gates acknowledged it. To an extent, anyway, the same time, same interview where he's like, "Yeah, well, he's dead now, so I guess that's what you take from this whole story." Like, f around and find out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there won't be any news. Most of the names are pretty much out there. You're right; all this stuff's been leaked. I just think it's hilarious, dude. It's like it's so clearly just a made-for-TV movie that reality has become, where it's like, "Here we go." This is the third time in like seven months where this judge is like, we're going to release this list. And then it's like the day comes and they're like, uh, not yet. This was like every news agency, including like, CNN, like was reporting. What was that Senator Dick Durbin? Was that his yeah. name? The one from Ohio where he's like, what What do you mean somebody wants to see the Dirty list Dick when Durbin. he's talking to the Fox reporter? Yeah. Oh, because it's Fox. Oh, wait. You, I didn't know somebody was asking for it. And then like the audacity of the lies like. Wait, the public wants to know what's who's on the list. Well, I'm on the list, guys, so I'm not going to show you the list. Right. Because I am a better ass. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see if we ever get that. I doubt we ever will. I think it's just this. It's like the hamster in the wheel. It's just never It won't make any stop. difference. Like, it won't make any difference, man. People who are aware of Epstein already know. And anybody who's somehow managed to deny any of that or been in, under a rock, they'll claim it was... Dude, um, you don't think I could go to my woke brother and be like, "Look, here's all. Look at everyone from your side of the fence," and be like, "And he would." You don't think he would care that they're all pedophiles or? No, they don't care that Joe Biden was his whole family was profiting off of selling American influence. No, and it's still happening to this day. It's still happening as we speak that he is, you know, that he is letting. He is crafting American foreign policy based on who paid his son over the last decade. They don't care about that. They don't. They don't care about any of this, dude. Feelings. You're right. I posted this meme on my Speak emotionally page. to my feelings. They care. I posted about. this meme on my my Instagram page, uh, and it was, uh, you know, this this girl woke angry girl. You know. Yeah, yeah. So it says, "Put Putin arrest political opponents." Tyranny. That's what the left says. 
Democrats arrest political opponents. Democracy. You know? Right. Yeah. One of my friends, woke friends, he's an attorney, a lobbyist in uh, Austin, lifelong friend. He commented on here. He said, I'm old enough to remember the Cold War. I never thought I'd see a time when so many American males were weak on Russia. This is straight up Russian propaganda. That's Orwellian speak. Yeah. That's right. That's the trick, right? That, I responded. I said, I said, I'm more concerned with what's going on in America. Right. None of it's good. Abusing power to cancel political opposition shouldn't be condoned, condoned here or there. Like, to me, this wasn't about Russia. This was about what you morons. But that's are what doing. they dude. That's the programming, man. That I, I, How do you we come up about that's this. Russian propaganda? I don't care about what's going on in Russia. I could give a crap. But it's American programming. You have to understand that, right? He's right. He, he, he just summed it all up, dude. The Cold War was itself just a big propaganda. It was all just propaganda, dude. It was we've always we've never been at world war with F with East Asia or whatever Eurasia. What is the damn the 1984 stuff, right? Mm-hmm. We were at war with the, you know, quote unquote, Cold War with Russia. And so two generations of Americans were groomed to believe that Russia was evil. No, we were in an intelligence war with them, for sure. Like, it was a weapons. I just watched Oppenheimer. Great movie. Awesome movie. 100%. We were in an intelligence war with Russia, spying on each other like crazy. Okay, on each other. Yes. Right. So who were the good guys? I would say not the communists. I mean, I would say us. Like, I would say, like, the, the we're the ones who created the bomb and unleashed it on the world. And, and damn, good thing we did too, because how many hundreds of thousands of Americans would have died if we had to invade the mainland of Japan? Good thing. I'm glad. I'm glad we did it. I don't care. I'd do it again the same way in a heartbeat. Anyway, you disagree? As you soon disagree. as no, let's go back to this. You you don't think we should have dropped the atomic bomb? You think we should have sacrificed because what was it, like 150,000, 120,000 Japanese people died? Well, more Americans would have died if we had to invade Japan. And guess what? Japan wasn't surrendering. Those kamikaze MFers were not surrendering. It's not in their DNA. They weren't doing it. Okay. So, you would, okay is not an answer to the question. You would have rather more Americans died? Then dropping the atomic bomb? That's a very America last stance. On a very America first show. Yeah. Um all I'm saying is as th- that war, like all other wars, was a for profit enterprise at its absolute base level. We were supporting the Germans before the Japanese bombed us. Adolf Hitler got all of his ideas. Do you know where Adolf Hitler's ideas for, uh, for um, what do you call it? Genocide? Uh, no, not genocide in particular, but it's related. Um, damn it. Margaret Sanger was a eugenicist. Do you, know where, do you know where all of Adolf Hitler's ideas for eugenics came from? You mean blonde-haired, blue-eyed people are the best? On how to, uh, yeah, on on how to carry out a eugenics effort, yeah. No. The United States, from American scientists, progressives. Okay, well, that's great. So some liberal moron in the U.S., that doesn't, the U.S. has never embodied that philosophy. We have been, look at, look at the cultural melting pot that we exist in. 
Did you know that the Roe versus Wade decision cited to you the paper, the, this academic work of eugenicists as a reason for allowing I'm abortion? About living in the real world, look around. There is no more. There is no other country like us where you can be whatever color, whatever ethnicity ethnicity you want, and still have the same ability to function in society. Like that's absurd. Look at what we're doing. Is, with is the, are, are, are the most powerful institutions in the United States discriminating against white Christian males, uh, straight Christian white males now? Yes, they are okay. now. So that, under, that, that completely undermines exactly what you just fucking said. The first F word of 2024. Damn it. <laughs> Another cuss word. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Am I wrong? I mean, the president of the United States appointed the vice president yeah, and a Supreme okay. Court justice yes, based on no, the fact you, that they're black ladies. In 2024, right? we are living Eugene in, Gay, in... Eugene in, Gay is the shortest tenured Harvard professor in, a, in history of a 400-year-old university because she was accused, undeniably accused of plagiarizing, plagiarizing as of January trying to rationalize 50 it. times. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. They're all saying, well, it's mostly a Republican witch hunt, but she did kind of plagiarize 50 yeah. times. She's a straight up DEI diversity hire whose academic you know, record is not just like is not just weak. It's fraudulent. She's I a get it, dude. I get it. We are living in the opposite now. Reverse discrimination. If you're white male, you are right. So all I'm saying, dude, is that you should question everything you've ever been taught about World War II. Everything. Because it's propaganda, just like everything else. Am I saying it's all lies? No. Am okay. I saying it's completely based on fallacy? No. But you're aware, right, that the mm. Department of Defense knew the Japanese were going to attack Pearl Harbor, right? Just like, mm. just like the CIA knew that we were going to be attacked during 9-11, right? So if you know an attack's coming, why were all those sailors asleep in their beds as it was going down? I don't have an answer for you. There you go. But I do know. Maybe, maybe, we, needed, maybe we needed a reason to go to war. I know Fat Boy and whatever the other one's name ended World War II, saving lots of American lives. So, but getting back to the point, I said this when it all started. America first. Sorry, when Japanese. We, people. When we started our show, I pointed out at some oh, point there was another one that when Hillary Clinton started saying Russia, 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 she was speaking directly mostly to baby boomers in America who had been raised and indoctrinated into Cold War propaganda. Even though the com, you know, the Soviet Union has fallen, you know, Red Russia is no more. Putin is a perfect enemy, and that word, the word Russia, is neurolinguistic programming in American society now. You start talking about Russia being bad guys, and again, the baby boomers, Gen X, and to probably a certain extent, some of the older millennials are all like, "Oh yeah, Russia, Russia is bad." I remember. Well, I don't Russia's think Russia is good. I mean, they cheat at the Olympics every time too. I mean, they have to be the uh, what were the the. <laughs> they didn't even get to say the rush. They didn't get to say they were Russia. They had to say athletes from the former Soviet Union or something in the last Olympics. Because getting Russia back, was, getting back to the guy who posted man. on the Instagram post, mm. right? Where does he go? Programming he goes straight to Cold War Russia propaganda and completely ignores your point about the fact that the 45th president of the United States is being attacked in four separate jurisdictions on novel theories of crimes that are being made up out of whole cloth to try to keep him from being the president again, which as it stands right now, he would absolutely steamroll the current Democratic incumbent. Democrat incumbent. 
So that leads me to the next question. So yeah, it, I was shocked that he went to. He's just such a smart guy. So he shouldn't be, dude. I'm, I'm like, trying to tell you, like, it's a this is Russian propaganda. Like, that this is the programming. Has to do with Russia. This has to do with what your political party is doing right now. Dude, that is the today. programming. Look at Ukraine. What's Ukraine all about? And well, here's the thing. It's all about money. here's the thing, dude. So they programmed this this into our brains in the '60s and '70s, right? They programmed it into especially the boomer generation's brains, and they're in control of the world now, right? Then we kind of had normalized relations with them after the fall of the wall through the 90s and into the 2000s as the rubble of the USSR was being pieced back together. Then this guy Putin serves two terms as president, comes out, manages to get Medvedev to to get their their version of Congress to change the law so he can rerun. And now he gets to run as president in perpetuity. So now he's basically a dictator, right? Donald Trump comes along. The left says, oh, look, Russia and Russia helped him get elected. The original election deniers, mm-hmm. right? They're picking the scab back off of Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. We're, John, Donald Trump is all Russia's fault, even though court records, FISA documents, and, and, and you know DOJ documentation proves unequivocally that she made the whole thing up. She made it up out and of Obama law. knew about it. There's still Americans who believe While that, he that was, was the case. And guess what? They, for four years, brainwashed Americans into believing that we only had to deal with bad orange man because of Russia. Then Ukraine gets invaded by them. Everybody's got blue and yellow flags all over their Instagram. And they're willing at a at a 60 plus percent. There was almost 70 percent of Americans two years ago saying we should spend ourselves into oblivion to support this little bitty country who. Oh, yeah. Remember, by the way, in 2014. We executed a coup d'etat to overthrow the government that they had and hand-selected the new government that they now have. And then Joe Biden and pushed the got borders rid of, of their other president after that. And pushed NATO all the way up against the border of Russia, which, going back to the early 90s, the H.W. Bush administration had promised Gorbachev, we won't do that. We won't push NATO all the way to your borders. And now guess what? NATO's considering, the European Union, I guess, is considering bringing Ukraine in to the EU, but it's all whose fault. Evil Russia. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't really care what's going on over there, to be frank. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. And the whole, you're right. The point of your post was look how corrupt our own government is. Mm-hmm. And your brainwashed buddy, I hope you're listening, <laughs> Austin lawyer, lobbyist dude, you're friggin' brainwashed by propaganda. Grapple with the point cable made. Don't dissemble and deflect away into oh Russia. I remember the Cold War. Yeah, what? Who gives a shit? The Cold War was forty years ago, dude. Grow up. Pay attention. The Constitution's being torn to pieces in this country. Whether you like Donald Trump or not. What do you think about the main Secretary of State, who's not a lawyer, but said legally, Donald Trump has to be taken off of our ballot? I think she's a leftist nut job. <laughs> so. Where does all of this go? Because I think, and we've talked about the fact that we both believe this country will split up in our lifetimes, right? We still, do you still believe that? Yeah. I do too. I think this just fast tracks it. Like, I don't see how it, like, because if we don't get an election with our representative on the ballot, if he's ixnate in X states and has no chance to win the electoral votes there, I don't know how this country ever recovers. 
certainly it won't be a democracy ever yeah, again. Dude, you got to look past the end of your nose. What is the short-term objective here? The the short-term objective is to keep Donald Trump no out of the office. The short-term objective here is to completely undermine and destabilize the United States Supreme Court, which, as I said in 2020, is the last thing holding anything close to the American Constitution together. They've put this thing on the docket. Okay, I would the say yeah, I wouldn't have gone to Supreme Court. I would have said to to destroy the Constitution. Right, but that the only way to do it now because they've are Congress has Congress signed away congressional authority fifty years ago. The left has been using the American court system to undermine the Constitution and the actual separation of powers basically since the fifties. We now have the strongest textualist federalist style conservative majority basically in a hundred years mm. of american jurisprudence it is a stone wall that was erected by donald trump to hold this progressive momentum at bay to an extent that is why they immediately went after clarence thomas you know started bringing up the fact that he's got a, yeah, a rich friend proper leftist name uncle tom that's what they right. call him uncle clarence thomas right the same thing that they did you know they did to him with exactly what they did to uh, Brett Kavanaugh, when he was up for his nomination back in the early 90s, which was oh, claimed yeah, that he was seventh grade. He got handsy with a girl, they say. <clears throat> right. Now, so 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 they've undermined and, and made all these f completely fabricated, nonsensical allegations that these men are men and women are in the bag for these, you know, rich partisan hacks or whatever. Now, right as we speak. The left, I think it was specifically Congressman Jamie Raskin, is already calling for Clarence Thomas to recuse himself from any decisions related to, you know, these cases that are bubbling up as we speak, including taking him off the ballot for the quote unquote January 6th insurrection. So what happens when Clarence Thomas, because he won't, refuses to do so? What's the next thing they're going to say? It doesn't have anything to do with Donald Trump in the short term, man. Right. I mean, I, it no, does. It does. But. One thing you have but to Donald understand Trump about is they, Donald Trump is the biggest threat to undoing or or the I, he, dude Donald in some strange effed up way Donald Trump is like the last bastion of hope that we have. Like if he doesn't get elected, it's done. He's the only person, as that. far as I can see, that is so shameless they can't. He's basically invincible, right? What's the Epstein list all about? blackmail mm. right yeah the whole point of jeffrey epstein's whole existence whether he was on the payroll of Mossad or the cia or both and i think it's probably both and maybe a couple of other you know foreign intelligence agencies as well his whole existence was to get dirt on people so he could control them that so crazy? that somebody could control them it was jeffrey epstein was just a tool right 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 literally a tool his whole <clears throat> the whole island which somebody paid for him to host these these extravaganzas the whole thing i wonder who funded that um you know that his 25 million dollar um condo in manhattan was given to him by the ceo and founder of victoria secret right so he's probably an upstanding citizen given to him mm -hmm. yeah i mean dude he's the ceo of victoria That's what people secret realize. the whole thing is a was a facade of like you just said getting dirt on on powerful people so that we can control them and therefore control the world right and again the only one as far as i can tell that's skin is so impenetrably thick he's like a damn rhinoceros 
where he doesn't really care what you throw at him is this guy Trump. And I'm still 50% convinced he's in on all of it to begin with. At least 50%. Mm -hmm. If they weren't using him for something, whether he whether he he's in on it or not, he'd be dead. He's still useful to this regime. Presumably, because if nothing else, he's smoking out all the actual patriots who are willing to fight and die for this country, who are willing to storm the Capitol out of, you know, anger and indignation, whatever the hell you want to say. Mm, storm still kind of, uh, I don't think that's a proper adjective for that. Let some in. of them did, right? <laughs> some of them were breaking windows. Some of them I were still, out of control. Okay, breaking windows. Right. So it's a violent insurrection. You know, I said to some moron on social media the other day, I said, oh, so this was a violent insurrection. Okay, so all the all people right, that own the most guns conveniently left their guns at home for the, quote, violent insurrection. Forget about entering the Capitol. Have you ever attended a gigantic political rally? No. Right. Not. So let's just boil it down to to smoke out the kind of people who would dare to show up on January 6th to DC to support the outgoing president who was universally hated. How about that? Mm -hmm. Don't even worry about having to go into the Capitol. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've been arresting people who weren't even there. Yeah. Who expressed support for it. So anyway, whether he's smoking them out, you know, knowingly working for them or whether he's, you know, they're using him to smoke out, those types of people to sort of draw the the battle lines in the sand and show where everybody stands. That's what's happening. I don't know. I really don't know where that man's intention is. I, I think here's what I actually think. I think him and the Clintons had kind of a deal that he'd come in and make a mess of the Republican primary to pave the way for her. I've said that before, right? He had a four hour meeting with Bill Clinton the day before he rode down the golden escalator, right? He was a lifelong Democrat. He had contributed to both of their campaigns over the years, right? And I really think somewhere along the way... He stabbed him in the back. I don't even think he stabbed him in the back. I think he did all he could to lose that election, dude. I really think he did, like, all he could. Huh. I, I, I'm serious. Like, watch the way he was behaving. You I, know? I, don't, I mean, they're making I don't, up this Russian collusion thing, that. and he's standing on the stage being like, hey, Putin, if you've got those emails, let her rip, right? He's like just feeding into it, right? <laughs> he I even think that's just how, who he is. I predicted this that fall. I think it's probably in one of our first 20 episodes. But I was convinced what his angle was, was he was going to, because he got to, he got sideways with Fox News, right? Mm -hmm. Like him and Fox News, they he was never their guy because they're hardcore establishment, uniparty, right? allegedly right especially rupert murdoch's sons they never embraced him he was setting himself up as a true outsider even of the left right cable news networks and was going to start his own news agency i swear to god that was his intention he was doing it on facebook live if you remember like even during the republican national convention his family was doing like shows on facebook live they were totally he heading towards either either like kind of buying Newsmax or starting the Trump news organization or something like that. And then he won and watch his reaction the night he won when he was like, uh, it was the first time in his entire public life that he showed anything close to humility. He was, he was dumbfounded. He yeah. couldn't believe that he was actually the president. Right. I think along the way, you know, I think there's some real psychology at play here. 
He's got daddy issues, always has, right? He has this desperate need for love and adoration, even though he simultaneously has no problem being hated and just like completely reviled, right? Well, he was traveling around the country, packing 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 people into arenas and, you know, airfields and whatever. And all these people were screaming and loving him unconditionally. And he thought he had a deal worked out with Hillary. She sucked so bad that he couldn't do enough to lose to her. And, you know, somewhere along the way, she stabbed him in the back when she started making up Russian collusion stuff. And he's probably going, now, hold on. I said I'd muck up the Republican national, you know, Republican primary, but I, you're going to claim I'm like an anti-American non-patriot. Like he's definitely mm -hmm. not that, even if he was trying to help them get elected, maybe originally. So there was like this shift and all of a sudden he's president and then the whole deep state left cabal goes after him lying, smearing, and creating scandals. Changed. It's been seven yeah, years since to this then. day. They're, all that's done even, is they're going after him to a greater extent now. That's why I don't, I mean, I don't know how this country recovers if they, if they are allowed to do that. And I don't know if the Supreme court will, well, it'll be interesting to see. If they're not the going to get away court, with it. They're not, I mean, as it stands currently, neither of those orders is even in effect, right? The the right. Supreme Court of, of Colorado, oh, this is a point I was desperately well, The Supreme to Court of Colorado ruled that they could do that, so. Yeah, they, they did it, but then they immediately stayed it. They said this decision is stayed, right? Well, their primary is in March. Right now, that order, as I understand it, is about the primary ballot, not even about the general election ballot, right? Hmm. He's not supposed to show up on the Republican primary ballot. That's why the Republican Party of Colorado is the one that brought suit in uh, up to the Supreme Court last week uh, or the week before last. It's the Republican Party of Colorado that's filing suit saying that they're undermining our nomination process, right? <clears throat> mm -hmm. But the point is, when they issued the order, they immediately issued a stay saying that this doesn't take effect until an appellate process has gone by, gone under, under you know, been completed so it's not even in effect yet they already know they know damn good and well in fact do you know okay do you know what the decision count was for that case uh it was three to two or four, four to three. three to two four, four to three. three did you know that all two. four they had seven people they have seven four to okay. three all four of the votes for banning him from the ballot were from Lawyers, judges who had gone to Ivy League, Harvard, Yale, and Princeton, basically. Shocker. Law schools. Did you know that all three of the Colorado Supreme Court justices who voted against it went to Colorado State, Colorado law, uh, law schools? Hmm. So it was I mean, four that, Ivy isn't League. That, isn't that, Kate, like just so on par? Like these overeducated nut jobs? That's right. Power hungry. They, they have been groomed at Harvard for hundreds of years. They're told when they show up, the future leaders of America are sitting here in these rooms, right? Like that. Who was it? I saw, I don't know if we talked about this, but I saw a quote recently from somebody that owns like a, you know, fortune 500 company. And they were like, if your degree says Harvard, Yale, any Ivy league school, I'm automatically not hiring you. Yeah. Yeah. There's a movement in that direction right now. I mean, it when the Stanford, somebody, it wasn't like Elon Musk, but it was somebody that like, you know, uh, that we would all know if I could remember the name of the, I wish I could remember, but right. it was like, well, oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, this is, if this catches on, 
and you devalue these quote esteemed uh, institutions of higher learning, saying, "Eh, right. you know what? I'd rather hire someone from Texas Tech than Harvard." You know, then then it's not worth as much. Worth yeah, exactly. Like, and and to your point, that that will hurt. That, that is the brand, right? Harvard's brand is you're guaranteed a six-figure job the day you walk out of the doors of this place with a degree, right? Mm -hmm. The moment that that stops, all of their other social engineering agendas become moot, neutered, right? Like they don't have any, they, they can't, what they have done is they have infiltrated all of the great institutions of this country with their Marxist crap because they knew that as soon as their, you know, little Marxist minions walked out of Cambridge, they were off to, you know, Supreme Court uh, clerkships and, you know, federal appellate court clerkships and, you know, at medical, high level, you know, education professor positions and, and deanships and uh, medical school and just on and on and on. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If American businesses stop hiring those guys, which they're talking about now, the same thing happened to Stanford, like what in the last two or three years when Stanford had. So a appellate court judge appointed by Trump was invited to speak at Stanford. And when he did a damn riot broke out and that Dean of the Stanford law school stood with the rioters and said, this person has no right to be speaking here. An appellate court judge federal. Uh, I think it was appellate court. Yeah, federal appellate judge. You yeah. had law firms in California saying we're not hiring any Stanford law grads from this graduating class. Not doing it. Stanford. Yeah. Because it's like they're just a bunch of woke psychopaths. We don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's what we need. Well, so we'll see. I mean, this is I thought 2020 was nuts. 2024 is gonna be lit. Yeah, but you have to look at 2020 as man. 2020 was when the was when the veil dropped, right? That's when the curtain. Well, got yeah, so the back. difference is so that's when we we first sat, you know realized they will stop at nothing, and now they've pushed that envelope, moved the goal. Yeah, I mean you had Rush Limbaugh and Alex Jones telling you that for 30 years, right? Like yeah. it wasn't a secret to people who had been paying attention longer than you and I had, but your average normal fairly indoctrinated you know college graduate in this country just thought well this is what they told us so it's got to be true if it comes from the tv if it's if it comes from a quote news organization then they can't be lying to us mm -hmm. right of course some of them flat out lie msnbc has no problem just flat out lying most of the time it's more deception than straight up just lying right but nowadays they just straight up lie i mean they, oh, dude, no, K, they, you know what? They all air KJP. KJP lies every day when she gives her press conference. So, yeah, they do put out lies. So, every so, day. Okay. Showing somebody else lying as a news agency and the news anchors themselves doing the lying, I would argue, are two different things. Okay. Now, in a perfect world, the news agency would be fact checking every BS claim coming out of the press secretary's mouth, but at least they can maintain plausible deniability of just like, all we're doing is saying, telling you what she said. Right. Mm -hmm. But they don't do that. They tell you what she said as though that's the facts. And then they specifically undermine things that are actually true. But anyway, yeah, 2020 wasn't peak because it was just 
like the moment when you could see the tidal wave on the horizon. The tidal wave was still coming, right? Mm-hmm. Now, hopefully, what we're seeing right now is the wave has crashed, you know, into the into the seaside village and <laughs> all the wreckage is being sucked back out into the ocean, I think, as we speak. So here's is, here's another which is a period of chaos, right? Like it, I mean, I'm well, I'm and that's literally where we're going, right? Chaos. Because yeah. if if we don't get a fair election, which I doubt we will. I don't think we've had a fair election since ever. I don't know that America's ever had a fair election, but go ahead. Make your point. If we don't, if Trump's like somehow prohibited from being on these ballots, on state um, ballots, we'll say we got screwed. If Trump wins, the meltdown that the left is going to have could also be the end of this country. Like, do you think the rioting was bad during BLM? Wait, if Trump, if Trump wins, dude. I think you can extrapolate that times 10. Yeah, it's going to be bad. For sure. I think we're in for a really, really rough year. Yeah, the only difference is if they screw America and Trump supporter MAGA types do the rioting, then they'll all go to jail forever right? uh, with no due process. If it's leftist Antifa psychopaths, uh, they won't even get arrested for it. So, No, they're just mostly peaceful. But hey, back to blue. Yeah. Uh, Gavin Newsom made a New Year New Year's resolution. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> Free health care for all illegals on the taxpayer's dime. Yeah. Free health care for all illegals. I saw an article, and I don't know because I didn't listen to the Spanish-speaking radio station, but it was in San Francisco uh, that this station was broadcasting on the airwaves for how uh it was like a a guidebook for how illegals can scam the system sneak back into mexico and come back across the border apparently you get two thousand dollars every time you come into the country welcome to america here's your two thousand dollars did you know that i'd never heard that Mm -hmm. so they they said that this one guy had done it four times he's got eight thousand dollars just doing a loop Going back to Mexico, coming back into the states. Here's your two thousand dollars. It's like Monopoly. Here's here's your Monopoly money. Pass go. Here's your two hundred two thousand dollars. But this station was apparently telling them how to do it. Um. Yeah, I mean, nothing surprises me now. Nothing. Well, then this one will hardly surprise you. Last week, a federal judge threw out Texas's ban on uh, drag queen performances for uh, minors bringing it back to trans a federal judge came out and said that uh he's put a the kibosh on that because it quote violates the first amendment and freedom of speech so you need to be able to shake your wiener in front of kids while wearing panties so that you can express your first amendment right so where does that leave texas how does that uh when you talk about the states versus the feds, where does that, how does that play out in the legal system? Ultimately, was that something that ultimately will go to the Supreme Court? Um, it'll get appealed up first. Hold on, let me see if I can find this story. So, Judge Texas, um, Texas's ban on certain drag shows is unconstitutional, according to a federal judge. Mm-hmm. The article I was referencing was from December 28th, so just the other day. 
Well, this article goes all the way back to September. I feel like we talked about it. We haven't talked about. I mean, we talked about us banning it. We haven't talked about this. Man, are you sure? What did we talk about? The judge that was a George Bush appointee that was he we the one that talked about this? I'm sure. Was, was that case that I'm talking about when they ruled we couldn't have the buoys in the river or whatever? Probably, yeah, probably that, that one. <laughs> yeah, we can't we can't protect the border. We can't secure the border. Well, damn it, maybe you guys should do it. Nah, we don't want to do that. Can't be bothered. But also, don't ship the illegals to our cities because we are full. The, you know that just pisses me off as a Texan. The audacity and arrogance of these clowns saying oh, Hitner, ru- Hitner ruled that the Texas law was discriminatory and improperly vague. He said drag performances were not inherently obscene and were the sort of expressive speech protected by the First Amendment. Uh, uh, Houston's federal court modern drag has its roots in ban the exhibition of sexual gesticulations using accessories or prosthetics that exaggerated marital female characteristics in public or in venues where people under 18 may see it um once the laws prod and appeared to criminalize acts by pop stars and cheerleaders <laughs> yeah I'm sure that's what they're worried about mm-hmm. um we're researching on the fly here. Apologies. Right. <clears throat> yeah, so um, he's claiming it was too broad and too vague. Because uh, who wants to protect kids? It should be broad and vague. Yeah. Don't shake your wiener in front of kids. Getting back to your question, so this is a, uh, I guess, a federal district court ruling, so it'll get appealed to the Fifth Circuit and then undoubtedly appeal all the way up to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court's going to be busy. Yeah, they got their work cut out for them in the next half decade or so. Mm. Thoughts on Trudeau's new egregious waste of taxpayer dollars? I don't know that I've seen it. Well, other than other than I saw the Babylon Bee reported that all ba- all male bathrooms in the entire country must have tampons in case Trudeau shows up. Well, do you, do you know why that they made that? I mean, because I'm sure he just. That- passed a law saying in all government buildings they have to have tampons in men's restrooms right yeah so that's why that's why the b was on point there yeah tampons so and when i saw that i was like this is just it sums it up beautifully these are the type of people pedophiles that they want in office they're the only ones that would need pedophiles or the you can call them transgender or whatever. I think the the farther we go down this road, the more evident it is that there is certainly a uh, – you can connect the dots between trannies and pedos very easily. They keep popping up all over the place. Like, And if you're not, then why are you so – why are you so almost to the point of like insanity, like losing your effing minds – why are you so adamant about having these rights to perform sexually explicit shows in front of kids? Why do you want to read books to children if you're not a pedo? Why? Why, why, why? Why do you want to do that? Well, that's, they're, they're, they're saying that the problem here is that it was going to create like criminal penalties for cheerleaders. Right. It didn't have anything to do with dra- drags, even though the Texas Tribune website does cite to uh, Bridget Bandit. <clears throat> I am relieved and grateful for the court's ruling. Drag performer Bridget Bandit said, my livelihood and community has seen enough hatred and harm from our elected officials. This decision is a much needed reminder that queer Texans belong and we deserve to be heard by our lawmakers. 
and seen dancing in women's lingerie by children. I added that last part. That's all right. But that's your point. That's all right to do that. Um, what did you think of? Because I, I, I think that OnlyFans is, and there's lots of articles that are coming out about how OnlyFans and how this generation of young men are not dating women. They don't have the confidence. They don't have the ability to date in the traditional, like, you know, courtship relationship. And so they're, you know, they're paying these online women to, you know, see their cooters or whatever it is. And maybe the woman will text you back. And so you feel like you have this actual personal relationship with this woman. She doesn't care. All she wants is your money. But I think that, I mean, in porn for a long time, but certainly this new OnlyFans phenomenon, I don't know if anything is destroying the fabric of society faster. Uh, yeah, it's not good. Um, I, I don't know that it's, it's porn times 10. I mean, porn hub is pretty bad already. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, yeah. It's been many years now since I looked at any porn. I'm very thankful for that. But I can tell you that the last that I had looked at Pornhub, you were starting to get like incest. Gen- it's all gender incest. bending and incest, gender bending and incest stuff like everywhere. Like everywhere. There was a whole tab for that type of stuff. Yeah, incest porn. Like Oh, dude, I'll so, go to it right now and tell you. I Just mean, dude, do, like we'll the, do a social experiment right here. And I'm not advocating that anyone go look at Pornhub, but we're going to do it right now. So just to prove the point, like, because I don't think you even have to click on a tab. Just, I think it, that's probably what just comes up on the first page. Let's see. <clears throat> I want to go on the record and say I'm not sure I support what we're doing here. But I well, I'm allow. just going to, well, I haven't been into this website in years, but we'll go to most, no, let's see, recommended. The computer has most behave now. Huge boob stepsister catches me taking pictures. Daddy, please F my tight S. Okay, stop. Cute stepdaughter wants her stepdad's big D. These are this is on if you just click on recommended or hottest. These are the topics. Yeah, just to prove the point. I'm Xing out of Pornhub forever. Yikes. Uh, but that but no, we just proved it right here. These are yeah. this is what they're feeding you. So anyway, what why I was asking about uh, OnlyFans is because there's this guy on Instagram. It's at whatever, and he is, I don't know, he's on some kind of crusade to clean up society or at least point out the downfalls of modern society. And so he'll have on these porn models and he'll ask them, you know, about their lives and what, why they're doing what they're doing. So he, this is an interesting exchange, and you can see how quickly this girl realizes the stupidity of what she's doing and claiming to believe in God at the same time. <laughs> oh, that's fun. While you're engaging in producing porn or OnlyFans content, have you? I always wear my cross. You always wear your cross. I okay, never so, take it off. So you wear, yes, you wear it while you're engaging in porn and OnlyFans content. Yes, when I make my content, I am wearing my cross. Sure. And so, do you think it sounds like? Do you think that God approves of you doing porn, basically? 
Yeah, it's not hurting anybody. I do it very safely. Do you, do you think God wants wants you making porn? God said that he loves everyone. <laughs> okay. And what they do. So, okay, God loves I have a what question. They do. And what they do. If God wants you that to be Bible? a porn star or do OnlyFans or make nude content, what do you think Satan wants? I don't like talking about that, that person. You don't like talking about Satan? Mm-mm. What? But okay, what if if you're saying that God has put you in this position to do OnlyFans, to do porn, if he wants you to be doing that, what do you think Satan wants? He wants me to stop doing what I do, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Satan wants you to not do porn and God uh, wants you to do porn. If I have, do I have that right? Yeah. Dude, this guy's a great follow. So he has all, like all of these leeches of society on and you know, he was somewhat respectful but tries to point out the conundrum within their own lives and this girl's clearly doesn't know anything what doesn't have any clue of what the Bible says. Satan wants me to stop doing porn. But God wants me to do it cuz he loves everybody and what they do. What, do, you, do people just get to make up the Bible? It's like uh, it's like watching CNN. They just make it up as they go. Yeah. But anyway, um, I think OnlyFans and this porn thing that that the internet created twenty five years ago is I don't know if anything has degraded society faster. Internet porn has definitely been one of the pillars, if this makes any sense, of the downfall of humanity. I'm not sure if OnlyFans in particular has like really made it a whole lot worse. Well, it's it definitely seems given, like it's increased the number of people participating in porn because now you don't even have to be like a porn actress. You can just have a, an Instagram and be like, oh, by the way, I do porn on the side here. Yeah, but I don't know that the people participating in the actual porn are, I mean, it's not like a greater sin than watching it, right? Yeah, I would like, no, I would agree. I'd be interested. I guess. I guess. Has OnlyFans drawn m- more people into porn than just Pornhub a decade ago, or are the for numbers sure. of? I do. I mean, I think that for twenty years, porn has been so ubiquitous that the only way you don't look at porn is by your own conscious decision to not do so, and it's been that way for like two decades. God could be a big part of that. I think that the only way you avoid porn in this world is by being a believer and committing to God to not do so. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know a lot of secular people who give two shits about whether they're watching porn or not, but uh, thankfully I don't know a whole lot of just like totally secular people in general. Um, I'm certainly not saying that OnlyFans is good. It's Yeah, it's not good that it's made the barrier for entry into the world of porn like nothing. Like I sign up an account and... I guess put some banking information on there, and now people can. Bam! Here's my cooter. To... Yeah. And there's some dude. Rogan had this chick on one time years ago. Now you can always tell if Rogan's into a conversation based on how long the show goes. Right? Three mm-hmm. hours is pretty much his. You know, that's the sort of standard. Two and a half to three hours, depending on yeah. whether he's got something else going on. Anything less than two and a half. You know, somebody either had like a hard stop to get to an airport or the conversation sucked and Joe got bored. 
he had like an hour and a half long conversation with this lady. He kind of teed it up as like all these people wanted me to, to have you on, and she does only fan stuff and caters to really weird kink fetish stuff where she'll send guys dirty panties. She'll send her piss in a Ziploc to dudes. Yeah. Her feces. And like even Joe, who doesn't have a lot of standards when it comes to, <laughs> to, you know, social mores, I guess. You could just tell he reached a point, much like where I'm at in this conversation, where he just wanted to take a shower and pop smoke and get out of there. Yeah. That's pretty much where I'm at. I need to pop smoke and take a shower and probably exercise and pray. <laughs> well, I, I want to just, I want to just point out, reiterate that I think it's intentional, right? We talk about in, the nuclear family is like the traditional nuclear family, right? Is something that is, I think the left wants to see go by the wayside because it creates chaos. We saw them do it with African-Americans. I think that porn and, 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 and seeing all these studies about young men that don't know how to date and would rather just jerk off than pursue a chick. I think porn is definitely the problem. And then, so, so if you prevent dudes from having relationships, then you prevent more families, right? And you also prevent you you also see a decrease in the population, right? If we're not having families, then we're so I think it's all it's all connected. Right. The social social utopia and saving the planet all merge together at fewer people. What was the uh well, let's see it wasn't nineteen eighty four, what was the other book we did? Uh, oh, A Brave New World. Like no. that like they're having these orgies and everyone's on birth control and you know, it's like there's no relationships. You don't really have a relationship. You just hook up with someone. Right. That's where we're at. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh -huh. well, let's leave with a little, let's leave with a little humor. This is so, did you watch Seinfeld? Mm, you know, man, I never got into Seinfeld. I've certainly. It was casual. If it was on, I'd watch it, but I know it wasn't like, you know, yeah, what, was, yeah. appointment viewing for me. Apparently he's been doing some other projects since, uh, other than stand up, and he was being interviewed by someone um, regarding that other work. And I'm looking at the clip, and there's it's him and Louis C.K. But he, this guy, tried to back him into a uh, a racial corner, and he wasn't having any of it. That most of the guests are mostly white males of 22 episodes. Yeah, let's had. get into that. No, I, <laughs> but but you, you take a look over here, Peter. What do you see? A lot of a lot of whiteies. What's going on here? But but I, oh, this really pisses me off. But well, go no, ahead. No, no, I, I, really pisses me off. People think it's it's the census or something. I mean, this has got to represent the the actual pie chart of, of of America. Who cares? It's just funny, you know. Funny is is the is the world that I live in. You're funny. I'm interested. You're not funny. I'm not interested. Okay. And, and I have no interest in gender or race or anything like that. But everyone else is kind of with their little calculating. Is this the exact right mix? You know, uh, I, I think that's, uh, to me, it's anti-comedy. Which goes back to kind of how, where we started the show with the interracial gay couple making out for 10 seconds on, you know, New Year's Eve. First thing they'd pan to. Good job, Jerry. I like Jerry. He's pretty unwoke. Yeah.
He is. Um, I don't have anything else. Do you? No. Like I said, I feel gross now. You feel good about it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. Way to kick off the new year. Thanks, We're buddy. off to a gross start for yep. 2024. Hey, uh, it is an election year. It can only go downhill from here. Oh, man. Killer. <sighs> it's a bleak outlook. But we're going to keep grinding, right? Oh, where there's going to be plenty of content. You know, I always go back to, like, why do I care so much? I think it's because, and I think it's because when I became a father, I had to care. Yeah. Yeah, we got kids in this world, man. We have to care. Yeah. So that gives me hope, right? Got to leave a better place for them. Yeah. Like we're, and if we don't, we, 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 at the end of the day, can say, well, we damn sure tried. Sorry, yep. kids. So anyway, that's going to do it for episode 156 of Justified Pursuit for Chisholm Cook. I'm Cable Smith. Happy New Year. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you guys next week. Teach them how to think. Burned beside him to share.